You're listening to Little Bites, the podcast for volunteer managers with solutions you can snack on. This is Sammy, Volunteer Toronto's training specialist, coming to you from the pantry, our crowded storage closet. Joining me today is our guest snacker, Andrea Field, from the Batashu Museum. On today's episode, let's talk about appreciating volunteers in a way they'll appreciate in today's discussion on recognition. First up, and most important, is our snack of the day, sour gummy rings. There you go, they're nice, delicious, and sweet, and the title of this episode is Recognition, A Year-Round Affair, and Gummy Rings Are Round. Get it? Uh, To get us started with our guest snacker, Andrea, please tell us who you are and what you do. Thanks, Sammy. My name is Andrea Field, and I am the Manager of Education and Volunteer Resources at the Battashu Museum, and I lead our team of 100 volunteers. Awesome, and could you tell me your favorite snack? Sure. My favorite snack is chocolate-covered almonds. Excellent snack. Chocolate-covered anything is a great snack. Once again, I chose the wrong snack, but that's okay. Uh, And uh, for our listeners today, please bear with us as we are both recovering from colds. So, like I said, we're going to be talking about recognition today. And one of the very first things I just want to talk about is recognition that often comes up kind of at this time of of the year. So, Andrew, I'd like to get your thoughts about recognition at a certain time of year, so April or December, versus around the year, and just kind of what, what your opinion is about that. Sure. Uh, Volunteer recognition for us is very important to be a year-round process. We don't just focus at specific times of year. Certainly, we recognize our volunteers in a specific way during National Volunteer Week, but volunteer recognition has a very short shelf life, so you need to be able to thank your volunteers on a regular basis in order for them to feel appreciated. I like that phrase. You used a short shelf life. Something here at Volunteer Toronto, we have a few major events, and so we try to recognize the volunteers of that event right away. We've seen in the past that if we don't do it quickly, it's like you said, it's a shelf life. It sort of expires. They forget about us. Sometimes they even forget why they're being recognized. So we also try to take efforts to do it around the year, and we'll talk a bit more about what Batashu Museum does as well. So one of the things that we, we are aware of is that different recognition works for different volunteers. Uh, and, and it could be a, a whole number of reasons for that. So I'd want to get a sense from, from you, how do you know what recognition makes sense for your volunteers? We ask our volunteers what their motivations are during the screening process. So we know what they're looking for when they come in, this, the moment that they start with our organization, and we try to work from that. And then throughout the year and their involvement with the museum, we also ask them how they would like to be recognized. And then we try to implement those ideas. Awesome. So one of the things that I think I see in my role a lot is that people try to do a one-size-fits-all solution for recognition. Sometimes they do ask their volunteers, but what's important, like you said, is that you're getting volunteers from the beginning. What's the motivation? What are you interested in? How can we recognize the work that you're doing? Uh, And I think that it's important that our listeners and volunteer managers everywhere are aware of what their volunteers are looking for and and really who their volunteers are. Um, And another big thing that comes up kind of as as a major factor is budget. We have a very small one at Volunteer Toronto. We've heard organizations that have uh, anywhere from 1,000 to 5,000 to more, and I think that depends on the number of volunteers. So what do you think about uh, about budgets for recognition? Ours, like I said, is, is smaller. Do you think an organization needs a big budget or needs a, a big fancy budget to recognize their volunteers effectively? No, I don't think a big budget is necessary. Certainly a, a bit of a budget recognizes the volunteers in a way that is meaningful and shows the volunteers that they're an essential part of your organization. Uh, so that value does need to be there. Uh, But many organizations don't have the funds for a very elaborate recognition program. 
and I don't think it's necessary. What I find with our own volunteers is that they're much more excited about being thanked genuinely rather than receiving an expensive gift. And in many cases, I hear from volunteers that they'd rather that money go towards the organization rather than a gift for them. They're trying to volunteer their time, and they're often looking for other ways to be recognized. Right. So that's a good segue for us. Could you let me know then uh, just generally what the uh, recognition policy is at Battershoe Museum? Sure. Our recognition policy is based on hours. Uh, So at the beginning of their involvement with the museum, they get five guest passes, and those guest passes are to give to friends or family members. They also get a 25% discount in our shop and invitations to two of our annual volunteer events. At 100 hours, our volunteers have access to two reciprocal programs, and they can also receive no-charge admission to select BSM lectures and special events. At 250 hours, they receive an invitation to our exhibition openings. At 350 hours, a complimentary copy of our BSM publication. At 500 hours, photo recognition on our website. And at 1,000 hours, we know our volunteers very well, so they get a personalized gift. Cool. So I'm going to ask a bit about a bit more about that personalized gift later. But I did want to ask a little more about the reciprocal program, because as we were preparing for this episode, you talked about it being something that a lot of people strive for. So could you just give a bit of an, a bit more information about what the reciprocal program is for the, those listeners that maybe aren't involved in the arts and cultural world? Our volunteers at 100 hours receive access to two reciprocal programs. One reciprocal program is through Toronto Attractions, and the other is through the Ontario Reciprocal Program. So through those programs, they're able to get free or discounted admission to over 100 places around Ontario. It usually includes uh, museums, other arts and culture organizations, and attractions. Right. Awesome. So you talked a little bit uh, as well about uh, some events that you do. So what are the events that you run for your volunteers? We have two parties each year. Uh, We have a holiday party, and it's just very social-based. So we eat and we drink and we enjoy each other's company. And then in the spring, we hold our, our event during National Volunteer Week in April. This is a catered dinner, and we also have an awards presentation. And at that time, we write handwritten notes to each of our volunteers as well, thank you notes, uh, which are personalized. And both of these events are really well attended. Our volunteers come, our staff are invited, our board members as well. And usually Mrs. Bata, the founder of our organization, or Christine Bata-Schmidt, our uh, vice chair, will also say a few words to our volunteers, along with our director and some of our staff members. At the end of both of these events, our volunteers also leave with a party favor, which is a box of chocolates. Awesome. And so how long have these events events been going on at Bata? For the history of the, the organization, uh, the events have been longstanding, part of our recognition policy, and like I said, very well attended, mm-hmm. so certainly not something we can do away with. Oh, definitely not to do away <laughs> with. You're, a lot of organizations tell me and tell us that, that they run these events and the, the they're not getting the attendance. So I think if it's something that people are coming to, keep doing that. And I think that's one of the big points I want people to remember is that if something is working, don't just get rid of it because you listened to our podcast and thought, <laughs> I don't need to do that anymore. So successful events are a great thing and it's something that like you said is part of the culture of the organization too it's been there from the beginning people know to expect it people know to celebrate it two events is great some can only do one here at volunteer toronto we're even moving away from a formal event and trying to do informal events so it can be challenging to find the thing that works so it's good to hear that that's definitely working 
So one of the things that that's a, a bit more of a formal method, how do you recognize your volunteers informally? Um, and what does informal recognition kind of mean, mean to you? Sure, we, we recognize our volunteers informally on a regular basis. Uh, the first thing that's very important is saying thank you, and that should be a genuine thank you to the volunteers. So we also want to communicate the impact of their work on a regular basis so that they understand what it is they're doing and that it's meaningful. So we'll do this through perhaps sharing thank you letters that we've received from school groups. Um, maybe something has been posted on TripAdvisor, a positive comment about our front desk volunteers. We'll share that information with them so that they're aware of that. And uh, we also ask our volunteers for feedback and input mm. on a regular basis. But I think the thing that's most important in recognizing our volunteers informally is the time that we invest into our volunteers. We want to make sure that it's a growth opportunity for everyone, uh, at no, no matter what stage of life they're coming in. The museum, maybe they're retired or they're a student. We find that our volunteers are often looking for growth opportunities. They want to build skills for a variety of reasons. So we help by investing time into that and making sure that they're getting whatever it is that they're looking for out of their volunteer experience. Right. And that comes back to what you said earlier about from the screening process and the recruitment, getting a sense of those motivations so that you know, okay, a large number of my volunteers want to grow in this way or want to benefit in this way. I think that's a big takeaway for our listeners is a very simple way of, an, of informal recognition is just investing in your volunteers. So speaking off of that, then what's, what would you say is your biggest recognition success? It's definitely our reciprocal programs. Uh, we find that our volunteers are often racing to 100 hours to try right. to get to that uh, free admission or discounted admission to other places. It's really meaningful because it connects with their interests. The, they come into the museum because they're interested in arts and culture organizations. And we know that they're also spending their time, their free time in other arts and culture organizations. Uh, so this will give them uh, access to that. Awesome. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important for organizations to acknowledge first what their actual biggest success is before they say we're having trouble with recognition. Because we do hear that from time to time as people saying uh, one of the biggest issues is our recognition. OK, people aren't coming to events or maybe we don't know if it's meeting people's needs. And that brings to kind of my last big question is how do you know that your recognition is successful or if it's or that it's effective? Uh, it's very simple for us. We simply ask. We want to know what it is, what is meaningful and, and what is working. And we don't want our volunteers to feel like they're not being recognized in a way that's personal to them. So we have conversations with them on an ongoing basis. And I think that speaks to the culture of our organization where we have very personal relationships with all of our volunteers. And we also recognize that motivations change over time. So yeah. The way that someone wants to be recognized when they begin with the museum doesn't mean three years later that that still remains the same. If their motivations have changed often, the way that they want to be recognized has changed as well. Right. And so I guess it's it's one of the big things is that you have the opportunity to ask this informally. I know other organizations definitely ask it more formally. I think either way works, and I think it depends on your organization more than anything. But you definitely have to know whether it's working. It's like you said, you won't know a volunteer's motivation has changed or that the, the way they want to be recognized has changed until you ask them. It's the same reason why, like I said, Volunteer Toronto is moving away from formal events. We do more informal things like writing letters throughout the year. A lot of what you talked about, almost everything, is not just April for Volunteer Week or not just December for holiday. It's all year round. It's not like people have to wait till a certain day to get the reciprocal. It's when they get their 100 hours, they are now open to that. Is that, is that right? 
Absolutely. Yeah, so it's something that's going on uh, all year. And I think the biggest message that we could get across is come up with things that you can do all year long. Maybe you're not able to do these reciprocal programs. Maybe there's different things that you'll be, you'll be able to do with other organizations or with other businesses as well. And I'm going to include some links on, on the blog post to help with that. But just to close this out, I'd like to get today's big bite. Um, so here, so here's just a, a few things that, that uh, you, Andrew, can suggest that other organizations might be able to use or might be able to adapt for their own recognition program. Sure. One of the things that I think is really beneficial is having our volunteers recognized by outside organizations. So not just things that come from the Batashu Museum. Uh, so we also nominate our volunteers for Ontario Service Awards. And we look for other ways in the community that they can be recognized. So different ways, making sure that there's lots of variety and that it's coming from outside sources as well. Right. Another way that we uh, recognize our volunteers is by having them recognized on our website and through our social media platforms. Now, we recognize that not all volunteers enjoy this, um, but we are finding for our organization that it is true that most of them do want that recognition. We right. do work with a lot of university students that are going out uh, to their careers very shortly and they want to make sure that there are positive things uh, that employers can search for on the internet and find them right. there. Also, we give personalized gifts at a thousand hours. And I feel that this is one of the most important things that we do. It doesn't necessarily need to be at a thousand hours, um, but it does demonstrate that you've taken the time to get to know your volunteer and recognize them in a way that's really personal and meaningful to them. Awesome. Thank you for those. I'm going to have those three tips written on the blog post as well. I think one of the biggest things there too is that these are all things that work for you and they work for your organization. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways is if you're going to do this stuff, make sure it works for you and your organization too. You might discover that all of your volunteers really want to be recognized on the website or in social media, or like you said, the complete opposite. It's hard to say unless you ask. And one thing I do also want to kind of put a plug in there as well is recognizing volunteers outside of your organization. Volunteer Toronto does have the Legacy Awards every year. Nominations always open in January. And that's another thing like the Ontario Service Awards, not just from the organization. That's something to think about too. So thanks again for the conversation today, Andrea. Like I said, our blog post is going to feature some of our highlights here. And for our listeners, I leave you with one snack to go. Ask the very next volunteer that you see, no matter who they are, um, how they want to be recognized. Is it something you can do? What other volunteers like it too? It, it just takes a, a simple ask. Like you said, Andrea, you just ask if it's working or, or what they want. So let us know what you find out at hashtag VTLittleBytes or email us at littlebytes at volunteertoronto.ca. And if you have any pressing questions you'd like answered on air, send us an email or tweet us at volunteerto anytime. You can also find all our episodes on the Inspiring Action blog at volunteertoronto.ca. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Little Bites and found some solutions you can snack on. Thanks for listening and keep snacking.